The following Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, September 21st, 2020. The woman in your life will do what she must do to comfort you and calm you down and let you rest now. The woman in your life, she can rest so easily. She does everything you do. Because the woman in your life is you. To women's spaces. My name is Elaine B. Holt, and I'm your host. And with me at the at the board here is my partner, my co-producer, and my engineer, Ken Norton. Good morning, Ken. Good morning. Wow, what a day! I mean, we've had a few days of beautiful, beautiful air, and I understand it's going to get a little bad today. But what a beautiful, beautiful sky we were looking at all weekend! I was so excited. Well, it's been another week for all of us, particularly with the passing of Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, for me, she was a role model, and I will be playing a recording of her to honor her work and person. And it's going to be an interesting uh, recording, and, and it's the way that she made decisions and what her thinking was while she was on the Supreme Court. Uh, joining me on the phone will be one of my favorite Santa Rosa guests, Leslie Graves, who organized a vigil on Saturday at uh, downtown Santa Rosa in Courthouse Square to honor uh, Judge Ginsburg. And Leslie will report on what went on and the general feeling of all those people that uh, showed up. And I lit a special candle for for uh, Judge Ginsburg uh, because I was unable to go, you know, we're... we're all staying home because of the pandemic and Ken and I we consider ourselves pretty pretty vulnerable so we're kind of staying at home rather than go out but there was a quite a crowd uh, the press democrat our local po- uh, paper reported several hundred people showed up that's amazing and i was talking this morning i was talking this morning to uh, my dear friend Vesta Copsakes who's the publisher of the Sonoma County Gazette and we were both reflecting on the impact that uh Judge Ginsburg's death had upon us. And, you know, it brings up all kinds of memories, all kinds of feelings and all kinds of situations, particularly the Supreme Court justice. I mean, this is going to be a fight to see who replaces her. I don't know, folks, you know, I have to take a deep breath every time. I'm at the point where I don't even want to listen to the news anymore, and that's not a good sign. <laughs> well, I'm also excited about today's show. Joining me on the phone will be, will be Diva Marie Proto, who is our Sonoma County Clerk, Recorder, Assessor, Register of Voters. Uh, I first met Diva when she was running for office, and I'm simply amazed of what she is handling these days. She will be reporting the various aspects of voting and the best way for citizens to get their ballots in on time. You know, we are living in incredibly challenging times, but what else is new? (laughs) Imagine what our ancestors went through coming from various places and what they endured. You know, I was thinking of maybe the Neanderthals walking across the continent. I don't even believe they had shoes. Maybe they covered themselves, their feet with leaves. Who knows what they did? I mean, the whole human adventure... Let's put it that way. On this planet, it planet is very, very challenging. You know, when I look at the Supreme Court and I look at the appointment of a justice, you know, and it seems like the focus, the focus is so strong 
on getting a justice in there that's going to reverse Roe versus Wade, which gives women the right to control their own bodies and the choice over abortion. And what confuses me so much is all this energy goes into saving the fetus. And believe me, I am not for or against abortion. I'm for choice. Each woman has to make her own decision. And if it's a violation against God, she's the one that's going to have to pay for it. Why do we have to have laws that restrict our choice over our bodies? And why is so much energy put into protecting the fetus when the children who are born... We cut food stamps. We won't give a medical. You know, education system is just shot. I mean, come on. We have to look at our priorities. I think our priorities definitely should be life. But life as it comes forward and what it needs. Every child needs a good home, needs parents that have a decent wage, a decent way of living. They all need medical coverage. They all need good food. And I can go on and on. But yet, there's no focus on that. Hundreds of young children were pulled from their parents at the borders. Where are these so-called pro-life people? Why are they not speaking out to make sure that these children are freed and sent back to their children? It is a mystery to me. And if there is anybody out there, and I'm sure there's someone out there who understands what I'm saying, if you could just email me at elaine at womenspaces.com and let me know what your thinking is. You know, and like I said, I am not for or against abortion. I am for choice. And every woman has a right to choose over her own body. You know, in the Bible it says we are all created in the image of God. And God gave us all free will. And to me, that is choice. So there's a lot to think about. And one thing about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she stood up for women's rights and their right to choose. You know, it's really important. And, you know, our history is our strength. And I have some really interesting interesting details to tell you whose birthday it is today and some of the interesting things that women have accomplished. But let's just do a little historical background on Judge Ginsburg. Uh, she was the former associate of the Justice of the Supreme Court of the United States. She was appointed in 1993 by President Bill Clinton. That means she served 27 years on the bench. And one of the interesting things I found out is she was born on March 15, 1933 in Brooklyn, New York. So she's a Pisces, just like me. And she made her transition on September 18, 2020 in Washington, D.C. And what's so interesting, it, she died on Rosh Hashanah, which is a high Jewish holiday. And there's, a, there's some things written that when someone dies on, on Rosh Hashanah, that you are really a high spirit, a high soul. Uh, she was married to Martin Ginsburg. They were married from 1954, and he passed away in 2010. And she had two children and one grandchild. And it's just amazing, amazing woman. She served on the bench, and you imagine, for 27 years. The decisions that she was involved in that affected our lives is just amazing. You know, and I love this quote. I love this quote. I, this one, one thing that I, I found for her, uh, a quote I found from her, and it's, here's what Ruth Ginsburg said. Women will only have true equality when men share with them the responsibility of bringing up the next generation. That's a very powerful quote. 
you know, the creator endowed with us the ability to give birth, to bring life forward. But, you know, we need a good, strong partner. We need a good, strong partner to help us. You know, I became a great-grandmother two years ago. And one of the things that being a great-grandmother has done for me is I've become more of an observer. And I'm watching this little angel grow up and what she needs. I mean, my granddaughter, Amber, her mother, is busy 24-7. And so is my grandson, Ryan. I mean, it's amazing how much energy has to go into a child. But yet at the same time, you see that energy, what it brings forth, a bright, intelligent, happy child, full of energy, full of delight. But I'll tell you something, when all of a sudden mom's not there, dad's not there, or grandma's not there, my daughter, boy, there's stress and tension in her. She, where are they, you know, or she'll go to the dog. Well, these young children that they took away from their parents, you know, they put them in cages, you know, and we're fighting to save the fetus. Please, we have to look at our priorities. It's very, very important. Now, why do I do this? Why do I say our history is our strength? Particularly, in, I'm doing it more and more these days because what is happening is we are, we're in such a turmoil. I mean, my God, we've got fires. We've got a pandemic. We have an election coming up. We've got a crazy president. I mean, come on. This is a rough time. But at the same time, it's always been a rough time living on this planet. I mean, what's, what else is new? I mean, I can think of myself in 2010. I almost lost my life. And here I am still on the radio going blah, 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 blah. Well, maybe it was a gift. Do you think it was a gift that I survived? Sometimes, sometimes I wonder. Well, here we go. Our history is our strength. On September 20th, 1973, and I remember this like it was yesterday. Billie Jean King defeats Bobby. No broad can beat me. That's what he said on television. Oh, you know, how is it that you're uh, going against Billie Jean King? And he said, no broad can beat me. And it was the battle in seven tennis matches and I feel embarrassed I don't have his last name but anyway we know who it was and this happened in September 20th 1973 which was an exciting moment and then on September 25th Sandra Day O'Connor is sworn in as the first woman of the United States Supreme Court so it's kind of interesting you know when you think of Ruth Bader Ginsburg passing away on Rosh Hashanah passing away around the same time that Sandra Day O'Connor was sworn in as the first woman on the Supreme Court of Justice. I mean, it just gives you this real mystical feeling. And I couldn't believe, I, I have to say this again, I could not believe the impact of Judge Ginsburg's death had on me. I mean, I, I think I spent the whole day crying. And also another thing that was happening for me, it was also the anniversary of the death of my mother, Betty Holtz. And, you know, so it brought up all those feelings and just, just brought up a lot of different feelings and also the fear for the country. I mean, what's going to happen? You know, how is it going to be with the election coming up and all the stuff that's going on? I mean, there's so much to wrap our minds around. But the bottom line is if we look at our history and we see what people have gone through and what they've accomplished, it'll give us more confidence. Well, on today, happy birthday to uh, Francis Albier, 
disciple of Marcus Agave, expanded the vision to include black women, organized waiters in the Pullman Company, declared, don't buy where you can't work. One of the first black women elders in 19, excuse me, welders in 1942. That's amazing. You know, in 1942, they made a big deal. The first woman uh, welder, and she passed away in 1987. Then, very local here to Sonoma County on September 22nd, 1899, and she passed away in 1990, Elsie Allen, who preserved and revitalized the culture of the Northern California Pomo Indians who made exquisite, exquisite baskets from native plants. Elsie Island. In fact, the uh, National Organization for Women produced the bicentennial, the centennial calendar for Sonoma County, and we had a beautiful picture of Elsie Allen. There she was weaving her baskets. What an amazing history. Imagine what the Pomo Indians went through. You know, all of a sudden having to give up their land and all the different things that went on, and yet they're still surviving. In fact, when I was ill, a group of them danced for me and danced for Ken to give him strength and power. So a shout out to all our brothers and sisters and everybody out there that's struggling and trying to keep their head on straight. The most important thing is to recognize this too will pass, and if we just stay active, just keep putting one foot in front of the other and keep speaking out, we have an opportunity because our country is going through major, major changes. And that's exciting. You know, it's like every once in a while you have to just rearrange things. You know, you have to improve things. And that's just the way it is. I, I think about when I first painted my house and I looked at it, hmm, needs a little a coat of paint, needs something different. And that's what's happening now. We need something different. We need something that addresses we the people. Well, that's a lot to think about. Well, we're going to play a very special song, and then I'm going to bring Leslie Graves on, and we're going to talk about what happened in downtown Santa Rosa, the uh, the vigil that they held for uh, Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg. And I'm going to play a song that I found this song by Etta James called Imagined. What a beautiful, beautiful arrangement of this song. And we need all of us. We need to imagine a better world. So let's go ahead, Ken, and listen to Imagine by Etta James. And when we come back, we will be talking to exhibit, excuse me, uh, event coordinator, Leslie Graves. Imagine there's no heaven It's easy if you try No hell below us Above us only sky Imagine all the people Living for today Imagine there's no countries It isn't hard to do Nothing to kill 
us out there that are imagining a world of peace, a world of oneness coming together as brothers and sisters of the earth. Oh, this gives me the chills when I listen to that song. God bless you, John Lennon, for writing it. For folks just joining us, you are listening to KBBF 89.1 FM Calistoga Santa Rosa. I want to remind my listeners the opinions expressed here are not necessarily the opinions of KBBF, its board of directors, its members, or women's spaces. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holt. And without further ado, I want to introduce my special guest joining me on the phone is Leslie Graves. Welcome, Leslie. Welcome to Women's Spaces. Thank you, Elaine. Good morning, and thanks for having me on. Well, you're one of my favorite guests. You know, Leslie is a member of the steering committee for the Sonoma County 2020 Suffrage Project. She's the coordinator of the Women's March. Man, she's done a wonderful job for our, our, our county here. And the Women's March happened in January 2020. And to her credit, she organized the vigil uh, last night uh, on September 18th at Courthouse Square in downtown Santa Rosa. Well, welcome, Leslie. And we are so happy to have you on. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. I want to let your listeners know that um, just in case they're they're listening to those to that information, um, the vigil that we actually held was uh, for Ruth Bader Ginsburg honoring her life and legacy and and, and by speaking up, and that was actually on Saturday, um, and that was September 19th. On um, the 18th is when 
by shock and dismay, we all found out that um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, our our champion of justice and our warrior, unfortunately passed away from her battle with cancer. And uh, I know that it, it, you could almost hear it was palpable um, the dismay, the disbelief, the shock that that reverberated. And not only in our own community, but in our country and around the world. I know that uh, so many people, you know, looked up to her, were inspired by her, uh, sought uh, legal degrees, uh, and became lawyers due to her work in uh, in the halls of justice. And so, on on Friday the 18th, uh, late in the afternoon, early evening, is when um, the reports came out and. Um, I set to work shortly after hearing that to create an opportunity for the community to come together on Saturday the 19th uh, as a vigil and as a way for people to um, express their emotions. Uh, It's multiple traumas that I believe everybody has experienced uh, over these past few years. Well, Leslie, Leslie, we're going to play a four-minute clip right now of... Judge Ginsburg, and I would like you to comment after uh, it's over. Is that okay with you? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We're just we're just going to listen to it. This is a a recording that was made on sixty minutes uh, about maybe ten years ago, and so let's go ahead and let's play that. And we're going to play a recording right now to my listeners to let you know of Judge Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and this is her philosophy of how she makes decisions and how important it is to her, the first line of our Constitution, we the people. So let's go ahead, relax, it's going to be four minutes, and then when we come back, we will continue our conversation with Leslie Graves, and we'll be talking about not only the clip, but we'll also be talking about uh, the vigil that happened in downtown Santa Rosa on the 19th. So go ahead, Ken. My view of the Constitution particularly is quite different. The framers were writing that Constitution at the end of the 18th century, but they were writing a document that they hoped would survive through the ages from one generation to another. I would describe my view of the Constitution as very much in line with Justice Thurgood Marshall's view. When the Constitution was 200 years old, there were celebrations across the land. And Justice Marshall said, I celebrate not the Constitution that was published in 1787, but what the Constitution has become over two centuries of sometimes turbulent existence of the United States. I take my cue from the preamble to the Constitution, which reads, we the people of the United States in order to form a more perfect union. Who were we the people in 1787? You would not be among we the people African-Americans would not be among the people. The women weren't there. African-Americans weren't there. Even white men who owned no property. The genius of the United States is that over 
now the course of more than two centuries, the notion of we the people has become ever larger. So the people who were once left out, like women, like African Americans, like Native Americans, are now part of that we the people. So I see the Constitution as striving for a more perfect union. And the framers included, particularly in the Bill of Rights, some grandly general clauses, like the equal protection of the laws. No state shall deny to any person the equal protection of the laws. All people are entitled to due process of law. What does the Equal Protection Clause mean today? What did it mean in 1868? 1868 is when those words became part of the Constitution. Women didn't have the right to vote until many years later, until 1920. So should I read the Equal Protection Clause to say it doesn't include women? They weren't thinking about the equal stature of men and women. No, I I read those words to say there was an ideal of equality. It couldn't be achieved perfectly in their times because they were creatures of their own age. But it was an idea to grow and develop from one generation to another. So I am perfectly comfortable with saying, yes, women are part of the 14th Amendment that says no state shall deny to any person the equal protection of the laws. I think Justice Scalia would be much less comfortable recognizing that these grandly general clauses have growth potential and that has, is part of what has made our country so great that we are ever more inclusive, respecting the dignity of people who were once forgotten, left out, even the, deliberately the victims of discrimination. Oh my goodness! What a what a speech that was! Was that amazing? Are you there, Leslie? I am. I am, and it was not a speech. Actually, that was actually just her in an interview, and you really can hear her clarity of of thought and clarity of vision, clarity of purpose, and that I believe is uh, why we all thought of her as as larger than life, and 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 quite possibly being able to to live on forever and that's why it was such a shock to hear um we all knew her battles with cancer we all knew how uh, extreme that was and how she had battled back each time um so we we had been able to form this this belief that that she could keep going and 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 she spoke very frankly about that that the need for her to fight with her life for our democracy and for for justice and for equality and for our country, um, we knew she was fighting for us. Well, talk about talk about the vigil that happened in Santa Rosa. How many people? I'm looking at. I have the picture here in front of me uh, from the Press Democrat, and I'm just amazed how how people honored, uh, you know, social distancing. Everybody's wearing masks, and it talk a little bit about it. Talk about what people said and what the feeling was at that moment. Yeah, you know, I mean, like I said, this was an opportunity for everybody to come together. I think it was, it was much needed. Um, without this type of an opportunity, you know, that 
that shock, that disbelief, that sadness, the, the trauma of it could, could fester on, especially considering that everything else that, that we're enduring at this time, whether it be the pandemic and 200,000 people you know, passing away, dying from the COVID-19 in our country to the political strife, to the social justice injustices that are happening in our country. Um, so people spoke to all of that. You know, it was an open format. The microphone uh, was open to everyone who wanted to step forward to, to speak, and, and people took advantage of that. We were had people speaking for well over an hour. Um, everybody had about three minutes. We had elected officials to ordinary uh, folks that are extraordinary in their ability to capture that moment and to speak their truth. Um, we had leaders of organizations, and we had leaders in the community who are unsung heroes that are people that, that work on issues that, that others may not know about, um, from from disability rights to, uh, again, social justice issues and Black Lives Matter movements, uh, to, to those that, you know, even a 12-year-old came up and spoke, and, and spoke quite eloquently as well. Um, so we... You know, it was it was an opportunity for people to to connect. Obviously, with standing six feet apart, and people did an absolutely wonderful job with that. Masks were mandatory, and I I would I never saw anybody without a mask. Um, and I would say that you know it, it's hard to tell how many people were there because of the way that people were spread out. But I so appreciate that they did that. They really did a great job of taking care of themselves and others. Um, we all understand the ramifications of the pandemic and the virus that we're experiencing right now and how um, vital it is for us to to be safe about that. Um, people talked about defending the courts and they talked about, uh, you know, the personal experience of, of being a woman prior to Justice Ginsburg's uh, famous um forays into into the court in front of the Supreme Court as a lawyer and creating a, a path for women to have our own credit cards, to put our own names on a loan, to, to own, uh, you know, our own homes. Uh, these are all things that were, didn't just speak to women, but they spoke to all people throughout the community. Um, you know, I think that it was a very cathartic experience, but it was also one that was much needed. I know, um, you know, some people uh, were were taken back by the rally type feel, but in a moment like this, uh, what time is there but but now to rally? Because we have a long march ahead of us uh, until we see a new uh, leadership in Washington D.C. And November 3rd is only uh, less than six weeks away. So that rally cry was present, and it was it was warranted in this moment. We we did we honored her life through standing in our power. And um, as the sun set, it was we started about six o'clock, and the sun was setting a little bit after seven. And as it became dark, we did hold our moment of silence. And it was so respectful. And uh, families, 
all age groups were, re- were recognized. Um, people throughout the community uh, really came together. You could feel the bond between everybody and this moment. This was one of those moments that, like I said, it took your breath away when you heard it, and we will probably all remember, like, so many other special moments in our life, whether it was the death of John Lewis or it was that moment that you heard about George Floyd or Breonna Taylor or maybe, you know, Kennedy, uh, you know, unfortunately being shot and passing away, that you you will remember that moment and that time and what you were doing and how you felt. Well, Leslie, you know, it's wonderful. You gave just a marvelous report, and I want to just do a shout-out for you for just pulling it together and helping people come together to be able to speak their feelings. And we're coming to the end of our segment right now, so why don't you give folks, is there any way they can get a hold of you if they have any questions or any thoughts? Is there Are there any websites that are showing the vigil? I know there is a, an article in the Press Democrat that came out on Sunday's paper that has pictures and all kinds of wonderful things. So any website or any... any Anything that you'd like to share in that area? Yeah, so I I am the producer of the Women's March Santa Rosa for the past three years. So I have posted everything on our Facebook Women's March Santa Rosa page. If you'd like to take advantage of that, uh, and uh, you can get a hold of me also on Facebook. I'm very public and very visible, uh, Leslie Graves and Santa Rosa. And um, I also want to make mention that there there will be continuing vigils, and I know that there's one that an opportunity this Saturday in Courthouse Square at two o'clock that will be hosted by Santa Rosa Junior College's uh, Black Student Union. It is very much a social justice event and rally uh, as well as a honoring of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And I encourage everybody to come out to Courthouse Square on Saturday the 26th at 2 o'clock. I believe that it's really important that we take advantage of all of these moments because you're going to get a little bit something different from, from each of those moments, and, and it's a healing experience. So, um, you know, feel free to do that, and feel free to reach out to me on Facebook uh, and go to the Women's March Santa Rosa page on Facebook as well. And, Elaine, again, I appreciate you for, um, for, for playing that clip for taking this moment and holding this space for everybody in our community to to honor Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She was ever so correct in saying that we are not a perfect union yet, but we are striving for one, and we are ever expanding the we in we the people, not only as our country, but as our community and as individuals. Well, that expansion takes place. Let's leave with that thought, and I want to thank you so much, Leslie Graves, for being such a wonderful guest and for doing what you do. And just a little shout-out to Leslie. You know, uh, I write for the Sonoma County Gazette, Santa Rosa Snippets, and I'm going to be retiring in December, and I'm proud to announce that Leslie Graves is going to be taking over for me. And one of the comments I always have, it does a writer wonders when she can find somebody who can actually take over for her but even do a better job. So thank you, Leslie, and wishing you much success in all you do. Thank you, Elaine. Thank you. And thank you, Kent, too. Oh, you're a doll. You take care. Well, boy, I'll tell you something. We have some great women in our community, and I want to do a shout, shout, shout out for Leslie Graves for pulling this together. And I just look at all these happy people. Well, we're going to take another musical break. And when we come back, we're going to have a very special woman on the show. We're going to have a diva Marie Proto, who's the Sonoma County clerk, recorder, assessor, and register of voters. And she's going to give us all the news. And we're going to play a song right now called Vote by the Citizens Band. <laughs> 
go ahead, Ken, and let's get a hold of Maria. frustrated singer. Now, welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz. And on joining me on the phone is one of my favorite voter re- registrars, <laughs> Marie Proto. How are you today? Good. How are you? Oh, I announced your name. It's Diva Marie yes. Proto. And I love that diva. I remember when I met you, I said, this woman is a true diva, and this should be our register of voters. So welcome, <laughs> welcome to Women's Spaces. Thank you. Well, before we start, I'd just like to tell our folks just a little bit about you. Is that okay? Absolutely. Diva Marie Parto is Sonoma County's clerk, recorder, assessor, and register of voters. She has been employed with the county since 2007 and the clerk, recorder, assessor's department since 2009. She grew up in Sonoma County, has a bachelor's degree, and a master's in public administration from my alma mater, Sonoma State University. Diva won the 2018 primary election against two opponents with over 64% of the vote. 64% of the vote, Diva. That is amazing. And she took office in January 2019. Since then, 
She has to deal with floods, a fire, and a pandemic. Now the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg and also with the election. They're saying this is the greatest election or the most important election in our lifetime. So before we start, Diva, tell us, how are you handling all this? I mean, of all, I mean, you're, you're the voter registrar of Sonoma County in one of the most historic times in our country. It is a little bit of pressure, um, and I have a lot of really phenomenal predecessors, uh, so there's some big shoes to fill. Um, but luckily, we have a really, really phenomenal team. I mean, the most dedicated, passionate, intelligent people you will ever meet. And, uh, you know, we are working really, really well together to, to make sure that we are adapting to all the challenges that are being thrown at us. Well, I have to say so. ditto to that because I have called the Register of Voters at least 15 times in the last three weeks because I write for the snippets and we, uh, Leslie did a great article on, uh, on what's happening in Santa Rosa. And it was amazing the response I got. And I want to do a shout out to your assistant, Christina, who just kept back and forth emails and made sure everything was correct. So, I mean, if that's an example, it's a great example of what's going on there. Well, talk a little bit about the process. I understand right now the voter's guide is out. That's step number one. What happens after the voter's guide, and what what can we expect after that? Well, um, so the state voter information guide is out. The county voter information guide will be sent out. That will drop in the mail on Thursday. And then the actual ballots will drop uh, in the mail on October 5th, so right around the corner. Um, If you want to track those ballots, you can sign up online, and you can get uh, text or email messages, kind of like FedEx or Amazon. And you can do that at whereismyballot.sos.ca.gov. And that's kind of exciting because there is a lot of... um, nervousness about the the vote by mail ballots and so this gives people an opportunity to know where their ballot is at this point in time well as soon as we send it out and then where it is on the way to them once they turn it back into us it'll tell them if uh, it's been returned if it's been counted if there's any issues with it uh, so just a little bit more peace of mind can you do me a favor can you email that information to me on womenspaces.com so I, we're going to put this all on our website absolutely yeah i think that's so important because they, i've heard that so many times about the tracking and i i let's if you can get me something with like step number one step number two and this way people can have some really good solid information you know what are some of the concerns you know one of the things i have found personally because i myself have been a poll worker so i kind of understand the whole process i have found sonoma county to be amazing when it comes to the vote how well organized they've always been what what are some of the concerns people are having today, particularly with the mail-in ballots? I think people are really concerned about the integrity of them. Um, I don't think it's necessarily a, a common knowledge that California and Sonoma County has a really strong history of uh, vote-by-mail uh, participation. So we already have 82% of our registered voters choose to permanently vote by mail. And we do, every election, there are people who don't choose to vote by mail, but we have them uh, vote by mail simply because perhaps their precinct isn't big enough, so there's not going to be a polling place there. 
So that's not new. Um, we are mailing every registered voter a ballot in the mail this election, and a lot of people uh, have taken that to mean we're sending everybody a ballot or every household ballots, um, but really, no, we're, we're sending them only to active registered voters. And then a lot of people are concerned just about the ballot getting back to us uh, with the USPS and all the media attention going on over there. So we um, are installing more ballot drop boxes in the county so people can utilize those um, as soon as they get their vote-by-mail ballots. They can take them and drop them off. Our staff is the one picking up those ballot boxes and taking them directly back to our office to be processed. How do you prevent, how is our, is their presenting, how are they preventing, say, people picking up the ballot box? Are, are they locked down? What, what? Oh, they are, they are tanks. They are bolted to the ground and they are solid construction. <laughs> we even have fire suppression units in them. Oh my goodness. I mean, I mean, it's just amazing, you know, what the precautions people are taking. Well, talk how, okay, there's the drop box. People can drop boxes. They can drop their ballot also at the voter registration office on administration Mm -hmm. drive. Am I correct on that? It's on fiscal drive. On fiscal drive, rather. And also, another thing that people need to be aware of is that when you bring your mail in vote or your mail-in ballot to the polls, oftentimes, sometimes those are counted there because I know you have 30 days to count those. So do you recommend people go to the drop boxes with their uh, mail-in boxes, uh, ballots rather, or go to the register of voters? How, how do you think people should handle that? Um, if they're doing it close to the election, uh, you could do either because we're going to be processing them as fast as we can. Uh, to make sure that people have an opportunity to vote uh, or to to get their ballot information in, but really, um, you know, you can whatever makes you more comfortable. If if you want to mail it in, as long as it's postmarked on or before election day, and we receive it in the office up to 17 days later, just in case the post office is slow, uh, we'll be able to count that. If it's dropped off at a ballot box up until 8 p.m. on Election Day or at any in-person voting location. Well, you know, my feeling, uh, i see if you agree with me or disagree with me. My feeling about this election is that, so what if it takes 30 days to count everything? I mean, we're always in such a rush for immediate. I mean, that that to me is so interesting. I think about when when a George Bush uh, and Al Gore uh, election. You know, why didn't they just count all the ballots? I mean, why? What? What's the big hurry? You know, they're not sworn in until January. So, how do you feel about that? Do you feel that they that we should, particularly in this election, because it's it's so volatile and and so much bad news is coming out? Uh, Our our message has always been: we are not here to do it fast. We are here to count the vote accurately. So the that that is always going to be our focus. The best way that people can get results faster is get their votes in early. 
because the more we can process before election day and release on election night, that's the fewer we're going to have to process after the election and the faster we can get things certified. So the the best way for you to participate in getting those results is to vote early and get that ballot in. And I think, too, for the people listening, is take it very seriously. I mean, this is a very serious election. I mean, we 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 the people, we had a clip on, I don't know if you heard before, uh, if you were listening to the show before you came on, but we had a clip with Ruth, uh, with uh, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg talking about the idea of we the people. And we the people have to recognize that we have the power of the vote. I mean, that's the foundation of a democracy, the fact that we can choose our leadership. So you really have to think about it. And not to be in such a hurry you know to let's count our votes let's let's make sure we have it adequate you know adequate and informative and you know uh, you know right on target with that we know the number who voted for who and what was happening so is there anything else that you'd like to tell and you know before we end before we end though i diva i have to ask you this question i know at the beginning of the conversation you said you have a great staff and all these things but what is your secret for just holding on i mean to me like you said there must be an absolute horrendous amount of pressure what what is your secret do you meditate do you dance i mean how how do you keep yourself sane uh i compartmentalize um i'm slightly insane no um i you know just try to tackle things as i can do them i read to kind of turn my brain off sometimes and get a little bit of a mental rest um and, you know, just try to preserve my strengths for the next couple of months. I'll, I'll rest in December. Uh, hopefully no one will call any special elections and we'll be able to actually do some strategic planning next year uh, before our November 2021 election. Um, but, yeah, I think just trying to stay positive, looking at taking the opportunities as they come, it's and. It's a great time right now to really reinvent what we're doing and, and look at what we can do better. So. Well, I can see why you got 64%. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just amazing. I mean, you do, you do a great job. And I want to, on behalf of Sonoma County, behalf of all the voters in the world, thank you so much for what you're doing and, and what you're trying to accomplish here in this account, in this county. Well, we're at the end of our segment. Is there any, any last words or anything that you would like to share with uh, our listeners? Anything that you want them to be aware of or, you know, anything that you feel comfortable talking about? Uh, absolutely. Um, I'll just mention uh, just a reminder that the vote by mail envelopes are postage paid, so they don't need any stamps. And in case people do want to vote in person, we will have fewer locations this year, but open for longer. So we're going to have 30 locations that are open for four days. So people, if you want to vote in person, go vote early. Go vote on Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. Um, you can avoid the lines that might happen on Tuesday. And if you vote early, it just gives you the opportunity to know that it's been done, it's taken care of, and you don't have to worry about it on Election Day. Well, I know I know the registrar hires poll workers. Are you still looking for poll workers? Are still people can apply, or is that closed? Uh, People can always apply. We're always looking for people for the future. I believe we've got things um, decently staffed uh, right now and are kind of, you know, making sure we have enough backups in case people drop out. 
But, you know, one thing about Sonoma County is we have a really great um, community, and we're we're not really seeing the huge uh, problems with poll workers that other areas are seeing. Our poll workers and our voters here in Sonoma County are absolutely amazing. Well, I, I can attest to that. Like I said, I work the polls, and it's amazing. And folks, you know, you could always apply. You can go on their website. Uh, what is your website, by the way? Uh, SonomaCounty.ca.gov forward slash vote. So you can always go on there. And like I remind my listeners that all the information that Diva give it, is giving us is all going to be on the website, www.womenspaces.com. And if they have any questions, they can just they can just give you a ring or just uh, email you. Do you have an email or anything you'd like to share there? Uh, absolutely. If they want to email me, um, you can reach us at rov dash info, I-N-F-O, at sonoma-county.org, or they can give us a call at 707-565-6800. Well, just one last question before we leave. Do you notice this year, this voting cycle, that there's a lot more women than in the past? Uh, In terms of candidates? Yeah. I haven't noticed a huge difference. I think that Sonoma County already has a very strong um, female involvement in politics and with elected offices. So I, I think it's been pretty similar. So, Well, from the bottom of my heart. I want to thank you, Diva Marie Proto, for doing such an excellent job for for our county with this voting cycle that's coming up and also for being on Women's Spaces. Thank you so much. And I want to wish you much success and a shout out to your all of your staff. I mean, every time I call about the snippets or something, (laughs) they always return your calls and they're always so happy to help. So thank you so much. Oh, oh, one last question Mm -hmm. that, that Ken just said. Can people still register to vote? Absolutely. You can register uh, up until 14 days before the election, and then even after that, you can conditionally register to vote and cast a ballot. So that has to be done in person uh, once it's past um, the deadline, uh, which will be October 20th. Um, um, after after. October 20th, you have to register and cast a conditional vote in person because we have to process that. But you can actually do that uh, up to and on Election Day. Well, it's just amazing. And, folks, if you're listening out there, there is no excuse this year not to vote. Because every every condition possible has been made a little bit easier, a little bit more challenging on some levels, but the challenge is more on a personal level rather than the system that's set up. And I want to thank you again. Thank you so much. And if you have any other any other things that you need announced or anything as we come closer to the election, please feel free to let me know, and I'm always happy to announce it. All right. Thank you very much. Oh, my pleasure, my friend. My pleasure. Wow. Folks, that's it for our show. A special thank you to my dear friend, Leslie Graves. What a wonderful report she gave and also her feelings about uh, Judge Ruth. 
Bader Ginsburg, who passed away on the 18th of September, 2020. Uh, a special, special, special thank you to Diva Marie Proto, our Register of Voters, for being on the show, for doing such a marvelous job. And remember, folks, Women's Spaces re-airs tonight at 11 o'clock, so you can tell all your friends to go ahead and tune on. You can also uh, you can also stream on www.kbbf.org and just tune in. You know, it's it's a, it's a very very exciting time. You know, and also rem- another reminder: I do this every show. Our children are the future, and why do I say that? Because if we don't raise them, if we don't invest in them, our future looks pretty bleak. So it's very important to be aware of that, that our children are the future and we must never lose sight of that. Well, you've been listening to Women's Spaces and I'm your host, Elaine Beholtz. And I'm telling you something, I am so proud to be on the air. A special shout out to our board of directors and all the folks that help make Women's Spaces on the air, help it keep it on the air and... All you listeners out there, if you have any questions or any concerns, you're having a birthday, an anniversary, anything you would make like to make an announcement, please email me at, w, at elaine at womenspaces.com. Anyway, this is Elaine B. Holtz, and you've been listening to Women's Spaces, and I look forward to being with you the next time. She's patient and she's waiting and she'll take you home now. The previous Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, September 21st, 2020.